Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. In other words, you don't have any church home. No. Well, how does folks know you're sick then? You just attended that meeting while it was going on. They didn't get acquainted with you. Then you went over here. Then you went over there. You need to realize that we need one another. If you're going to expect those folks to see after you, that's where you ought to go to church. You ought to go up there and join that church. Well, they had enough sense to listen. Bless God, we hadn't been gone a week till they went up there and joined that church. Got busy working in the church. Then something happened to them. We were gone, but something happened to them, and, and folks began to, to know about them when they missed them. See y'all, checked up on them. See, the time's coming. You're going to need help. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, What Jesus Taught About Prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. But you see, you don't just get saved because the Holy Ghost came on you, or because the Holy Ghost convicts you. If you don't know what to do, on the day of Pentecost, there was a marvelous outpouring of the Holy Ghost. 120 is baptized. The crowd gathered together. But didn't anybody get saved until Peter got up and preached? The supernatural manifestation of the Spirit is to arrest your attention. Thank God. Are you listening to me? But you see, that's the reason you need the Word of God. That woman, though the Holy Ghost came on her, there was a supernatural manifestation of God's Spirit on her. She didn't get saved till somebody preached to her, till somebody told her, till somebody spoke. Amen? Amen. Can you see what I'm saying to you? That's the reason it's necessary to send labors. Send labors. Send laborers. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send laborers. Hallelujah. Now, let's back up to that 36th verse and comment on that a little bit before we close. But when he saw the multitudes, that's Jesus, saw the multitudes, he, Jesus, was moved with compassion on them. Now, why is he moved with compassion on them? Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Sheep need a shepherd. Amen? Now what's this got to do in connection with prayer? Well, there's two or three things here. First of all, in connection with that, he went on to say the harvest is, is great and truly plenty sent labors. But right on the other hand, you can readily see where people get into trouble. The multitude fainted and were scattered abroad. He, he was moved with compassion on them because they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Much damage has been done. Now, we're in favor of prayer meetings. But much damage has been done in some prayer meetings because there's no shepherd over it. Nobody that's knowledgeable. Nobody that can direct them in the right channel. And even sometimes I've seen some folks that directed folks in the wrong channel. Because that wasn't their calling anyway to be a shepherd. I said that wasn't their calling anyway to be a shepherd. A shepherd is a pastor. Pastor, shepherd the same office. The shepherd of the sheep. 
And you can just say what you want to. Jesus said it. If there's no shepherd, the sheep are scattered abroad. He does not want them to be scattered abroad. We got too many of that scattered abroad business now. And that's the problem a lot of times is folks don't want any shepherd. And they'll go over to this bunch, wherever, whatever's happening, well, that's where they go. Remember, I was holding a meeting one time in Dallas when I first left my, well, March 1949. Second meeting after I'd left my last church. Just holding a meeting in Dallas. There's a couple came to the meeting. This, this lady, her mother, was a member of the church that I'd pastored 45 miles from Dallas some years before. She and her husband, well, actually, when I got acquainted with them, they just living together. They weren't even husband and wife. They'd come up once in a while, primarily at Christmas time, to visit their mother and father. And she got them to come to church one time. They'd come to the altar and got saved. Glory to God. And quickly they got saved while well, they got married then. And they got baptized the Holy Ghost. And they found them a church home there in Dallas and began to go to church. Now, six years had come and gone, you see. Well, they were visiting in this meeting. I knew they were not members of this church because I remember when they'd come back to visit because after they got saved, they'd come back and visit their mother and father because they were quite elderly, you know, just frequently, just frequently, and see after them. See, when folks get saved, they get a heart of love and compassion in them. Amen? Amen? Before, you know, they just came sort of as a duty at Christmas time to see them. Well, I, I said to them one night as I was talking, where are you going to church now? Oh, we don't go anywhere, just wherever God's moving. And we read the paper years over here, and we remember up there, Mama, she'd gone to be with the Lord. Their daddy was elderly, lived with them. He, wasn't, he was old and wasn't able to get out, you see. You don't go anywhere. No, we don't go anywhere. Well, I thought, you know, and I mentioned this other church, you know. Well, you know, it was in a part of town, sort of a run-down part, and it sort of deteriorated and something. They don't have church there anymore. And so we just, we, we just uh, you know, go here and go there. I said, well, where do you pay your tithes? Oh, we don't pay tithes anymore. Now, you know, one time Jesus was on board the ship with the disciples. The Bible said there's a great storm. He just stood up and said, peace be still. And there's a great calm. And I don't care what's happening in church. If you want to have a great calm, you just start either talking about people's children or their money. <laughs> and there'll be a great calm. Amen. Do you see how quiet it got when I said that? How come you quit paying tithe? Well, I told her they didn't have church. I said, our pastor backslid. I said, well, no use you backsliding just because he did. <laughs> now, you need to get into a good church. This is a good one right here where I'm preaching. Get in here. You need a shepherd. You need a pastor. You need fellow Christians. The time will come when you'll realize that more than ever. Are you listening to me? I remember one time, my wife and I, we lived there in, you know, in a suburb to Dallas, Garland, Texas, 17 years before we moved here. One time we were in between meetings, this was after we got off meeting, and one of our relatives, you know, was talking to us, you know, they had, we, we learned they'd been sick, so we went to visit them. And so we went to visit them, you know, and talking to them, and they were improved greatly. And they began to whine and cry. I'll tell you, a person just, just lay down here and die. Said nobody from that church up there ever came to visit us. My wife said they didn't. Now, sometimes I'm a little more diplomatic than she is. <laughs> She'll just come right out and say it just like it is. And I'll sort of try to smooth it up a little bit, make it, you know. 
She said they didn't know. Well, when's the last time you've been to church up there? Knew she didn't belong, but when's the last time you've been to church? Oh, about six months ago. Well, how'd they know you were sick? I hadn't seen you in six months. Where do you go to church anyway? Well, just wherever something's going. And there in Dallas, there's something going all the time, you know. They got a revival over here. We go there. Got a tent meeting over here and went there and had a lot of tent meetings back there then, those days. See, got something going over here. Go over there. In other words, you don't have any church home. No. Well, how does folks know you're sick then? You just attended that meeting while it was going on. They didn't get acquainted with you. Then you went over here. Then you went over there. You need to realize that we need one another. If you're going to expect those folks to see after you, that's where you ought to go to church. You ought to go up there and join that church. Well, they had enough sense to listen. Bless God, we hadn't been gone a week till they went up there and joined that church. Got busy working in the church. Then something happened to them. We were gone, but something happened to them, and, and folks began to, to know about them when they missed them. See on, checked up on them. See, the time's coming. You're going to need help. Amen. I said, the time's coming. You're going to need help. I don't care who you are. No man liveth unto himself and no man dieth unto himself. Amen. You need to expect some group to help you who don't even know about you. You just happen to visit there a time or two. Oh, I can be just stay at home, be just as good as Christian as anybody. Well, Lord will forgive you for lying too if you ask him to. <laughs> Where does the shepherd come in? Scattered as sheep having no shepherd. We'll pick up again here in Matthew again tomorrow and see what Jesus said about prayer. Praise God. Some of these other things belong to it also. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Well, stand up, everybody. Say it out loud. Sheep need a shepherd. Sheep need a shepherd. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I need a shepherd. You know, that's one thing the Lord told me. I was praying right there, kneeling right there by that chair. We cut out our counseling service here. We pray with people if they send in prayer requests, but we don't counsel with anybody. The Lord plainly said to me, it's prayer and healing. It's not prayer, counseling, and healing. I didn't call you to counsel. We just fell into that. Just as plainly as a man standing by me and talking to him while we were praying here, kneeling right here by this chair, he said, sheep need to be counseled in their own sheepfold. You see, somebody here is a husband and wife having a problem, and the wife calls in here and talks to one of our counselors. Well, they just got her side of the story. Very little good's ever done with telephone counseling. Now, you can pray for people to get saved, get about sure, we get them saved on the phone all the time. Get them baptized the Holy Ghost on the phone, see? But I'm talking about straightening out the affairs of their life. But you see, if they're there, those people know them. And they can have both husband and wife to come in. And talk to both of them or both parties. The Lord said to me just as plainly as some man talking to you. Somebody standing right here. As I there, and he said, sheep need to be counsel in their own sheepfold. Now, I never heard that kind of expression before. But you see what he meant. And if they don't have a sheepfold, that's where their problem is. Amen. I said, Amen. Now, thank God for everything that's happening. Listen to me real carefully. Thank God for everything that's happening. Thank God for the Ever Radio. We're on 152 stations every day now. We just keep moving up gradually. We don't just jump out there and get on a whole lot, make them pay for themselves as they go. 160 some odd broadcast every day. 
we have some TV programs. Well, thank God for that. But I'll tell you, TV programs, talk shows, and counseling there is never going to take the place of the sheepfold. Sheep need a sheepfold. Amen. Sheep need a shepherd. Can you understand what I'm saying? Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you better run before I get to preaching again. Hallelujah. Amen. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Lynette's Bargain Bag, Activating Your Faith Package. The mini book, Faith Takes Back What the Devil's Stolen by Ken Hagen. The mini book, Blueprint for Building Strong Faith by Ken Hagen. The book, Speak to Your Mountain by Ken Hagen. The slimline book, The Real Faith by Kenneth E. Hagen. The book, Exceedingly Growing Faith by Kenneth E. Hagen. And the single CD, Words by Kenneth E. Hagen. These are being offered for a price of $19.95. Don't delay. Act right now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. For even faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Well, you know, in July, right into this month, yeah, camp about meeting. two weeks from now or yeah. so, uh, we're going to have uh, our camp meeting. Yes. July the 20th through the 25th right, right here, here on the Raymond campus. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fantastic. In fact, if you want to find out about it, you can go to our Raymond.org and the information's there. Yes. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, What Jesus Taught About Prayer. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.